connected in this church. It's like a Ferrari. You are sitting in a Ferrari, but you're going 20. The, the reason why they made that thing, well, men know this, even women, but they made it so that you can... You know, you know what I mean? So imagine in a Ferrari and at Walkworth going 20. Even the police will go like, whoop, whoop, hey, <laughs> come on, man, you know. So there is a capacity of Jesus that he's invested. What I mean is this. There is an investment that God has put in your life. He's expecting you to do something with it now. Not tomorrow, not the other day, right now. It could be with your family, you could be with your husband, you could be with your wife, could be in the church. But please use it before the time runs out. Gifts of God are free, but if you don't use them, they are dormant. You need to activate them. Amen? You need to activate them all the time. Forgot to encourage Niall and Grace, amazing parents, because I live next to them. I don't know how she does it. She's got kids. She's doing hockey. She's got a husband. She does dinners. She's do how do you do it? Can you write a book, please? Uh, uh, she does. Ah, oh, okay. And she doesn't. Ah, okay. The sister knows better. Thank you, Christina, for worshiping today. I, my gifting is encouraging. My gifting, really, my, my biggest gift is encouraging. When people come around my life, even if you're like this, you'll come up lifted. Amen? Because you are created for that. I don't think human beings were created to put each other down. In fact, this, you practice this at home. If you tell your kid, I'm a bit of a fussy parent. Tie your shoes. <laughs> he comes back home. So the laces of the shoes are and he's walking in the laces. Should have tied your shoes. Well, daddy, I did. But where were you didn't? And then God tells me, give him a break. It's only eight. One is 11. But I'm fussy like that. And sometimes I say things that I go back and say, I'm really sorry that I said that. I was stressed. I'm real to my kids. I'm, I get stressed. Mm. Right. But encouragement is... Uh, hmm. I've even forgot my notes. <laughs> In my Bible. Right. I'm such a messy preacher. I'm rusty. But I'll get there. Amen? We'll get there in the end. I'm doing good. Thank you. I've got a lot of support in the room, so I'm not worried. Even if I make a mess, I'll do it, right? Encouraging for people who want to preach, please do come. Do it fearfully. And this pulpit, the first time I preached, there was a pulpit and they didn't see my legs <laughs> knocking each other. That's the first time. How many? Uh, 200 people. I was sweating. I was wanting to throw up, but there was no bucket. And then my legs are hitting. 
And then the Spirit of the Lord comes upon me. And God brings a verse to me. He says, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but power and sound mind. I had knots. It was a seminar. He said, put away the knots. Just preach on that one. A lot of people got healed. Amen? But encouraging is one of my giftings, and that's what I do. I don't only do that, but pastor-wise, I like mentoring people and people mentoring me. Discipling people um, and people discipling you. Amen? Those who are grown in, in Christ. So the main issue today is encourage one another. Amen? Now, I cut, did a bit of homework on this word. I really like the meanings of the words. Amen? So, I like the words. Like, wh what does encouraging really, really mean? Th these are some of the words. To support. To support. Amen? Give you support. Confidence. Hope to someone. You give confidence. But if you tell someone, man, you really do a great job singing or worshiping or doing what you're doing, that encourages the person. And then another one, um, cheer up, uplift, inspire, motivate. I like motivating, stir up, keep people going. So if you're serving in the church, my message today for you is keep doing what you're doing. Do it well. Do it as if Jesus was watching you. Don't wait for thank you. Just do it. Amen. But thank you for what you're doing. Really, thank you. Behind this is there's so much. Lyndon, thank you for this opportunity. I'm supposed to start with that. But uh, it's a lot. <laughs> it's just been one week for me. I'm like, how do you do it? Uh, and when I was listening to Lyndon preaching and Mars, because I have to build on what they've been saying. All right? And amazing how calm Lyndon is when he's recorded. I don't know how I would be, but I'd never listen to myself. But I'm um, very encouraged with the message. So Lyndon preached on love one another, and Mars preached on submit to one another. Amen? So today is encourage one another. Now, um, we will start with Hebrews 3.13. So we'll just start with that. And then we'll go from there. Right. Yeah, and to build on that, it's like... Um, the Holy Spirit always encourages you. Especially when you feel like, man, I can't do this anymore. Um, how many find it easy to be Christian today? Please put your hand up. They find it easy. You do need encouragement to be one. Especially if you work in a place where they're not Christian. You need another Christian to come say, man, you're doing a good job. 
but amazing what God has done with my life. Even if I am with people who are not Christians, encouragement is a great way of bringing them close to know who Jesus is. Especially when they're being discouraged by others. When you come in and say, man, I really like the way you do what you do. But no one was looking at me. Said, but I saw you. I know what you're doing. It's amazing. So it always um, is good to do that. It's like you're giving him support. You're giving someone support. You're lifting them up. It's good for wives to tell their husbands, you're a good husband. Same as a husband to tell the wife, you're a beautiful wife. You're a good cook. My wife cooked uh, Brussels sprouts. I was like, you got good. So we start with Hebrews 3.13. It says this. Um, we start with, start with 12. It says, beware, brethren, brethren, lest there be any of you evil heart or of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today. Some Bibles say exhort. Some Bibles say encourage one another daily. Lest any of you harden through deceitfulness of sin. Then it says, for we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast till the end. So the Bible says to encourage each other daily. Daily encourage each other. Encourage each other daily. Lift each other up daily. Because as a Christian, and what God has done is this. The day God created Adam and Eve and says, it's not good for you to live alone. The one another started. The day Adam was created, Eve was created, one another started from there. It starts at home. You, if you're not doing it at home, it's really hard to do it in the church. If you don't have someone at home, then the church is the best place to encourage. The hardest place is to be discouraged in a church. Because the setting is a family. God, God built a church so as to have a family. Now you realize in a family, I hope this resonates with people, you can never pick your mom and dad. Ooh. The hard thing is this. And some of us are still dealing with it. Never, you can never pick your brothers or sisters. Why did she do that to me? Some people, years, 40 years, they're still talking about what happened when they were kids. Forgive that brother or forgive that sister. It's been 40 years. Okay? Yeah, forgive that person, let them go. But what God is saying here is this, like, encourage each other daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. If you want to live a Christian life, you can't live it alone. It's really simple. God always put people with people 
so that they can live with one another. Um, let's go to the next one because of time. <laughs> In uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.11. 1 Thessalonians. Sorry, I'm, I'm a bit of old school, so I'm still using this thing here. Also, I'm a librarian, so <laughs> we love books. 1 Thessalonians 5.11. This is my main one. It says this. Um, yeah. Therefore, well, we could start from verse 1 because the context of it is there, all right? It says, but concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. When they say peace, safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. I'm going to put my finger there a bit. Who knows when Jesus is coming back? God does. But in the meantime, tell one another, he's coming back. Because there are people who are like, I don't think he is. He is. So you just have to be ready all the time. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light. Could you tell your neighbor you are a son of light? Tell her you are a daughter of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. Whether we awake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another, edify one another, just as you're doing now. Amen? So, encourage one another. So, if you're next to a Christian, tell him, man, keep on going that way. Keep on being a Christian. Encourage them, keep on going that way. Because it's not easy being a Christian. I have found that out after three years being in New Zealand. In Africa, I think back home is a bit easier. Eh? I'm talking to my sister. <laughs> I came with my father-in-law down at Snell's Beach and uh, we were, my kids were playing on the playground. There was this guy had, had something was wrong with his leg. And I told my father-in-law, I pray for people all the time. I said, let's pray for him. He said, no. I said, well, I'm going to pray for him. If you don't want to, you know, I always urge him on. We went to this guy and said, can we pray for you? He said, no, I'm an atheist. I was like, oh, great. That's perfect. So you believe in nothing? He says, yes. I said, wow. Okay, that's all right. Um, but I will pray for you anyway. He says, no. 
I said, okay. Uh, my father, my father is always like, now. <laughs> this is not Africa. I said, okay. So as I leave, this guy calls us. He said, come back here. I said, what? He said, come. I really want to get healed. I was not actually an atheist. I never was. But something happened. Told us a story. It was a Christian who went. That shocked me. What? Anyway, long story short, ended up praying for him. God healed. Yeah. And I told him, would you like to receive Jesus? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it wasn't easy for me to know that people are like that here. Now, the Bible says there, therefore, comfort each other, edify one another, just as you're doing. I'm just going to go in my notes a bit. But it says this, without encouragement, hardship becomes meaningless. Who here has an easy life? Dumb question, Simon. Everyone's life is different. We all go through hardships, though. As the body of Christ, so, as a Christian, when you walk into that door, this atmosphere here is to pick you back up again and go out until next week. Go in the same spirit. Because life is not easy. It's not easy at all. And without other people coming beside you and saying, mate, you're doing really well. Keep on doing what you're doing. Or you're a great dad. Really parent the way you're parenting. That's really good. I've got a friend back there who really encourages me with that. I love that. All right? But without it, we will struggle a lot in life as Christians. So we need that. So like prophetic ministry or the ministry, let's say healing ministry, or any ministry that uses words is to lift you up from where you are and put you to a place where God intends you to be. But the hard thing with God, God never forces anybody. That was hard for me as a Christian in the beginning. I said, well, why did you give us the will then if we can do whatever we want? I still have questions with the degree in theology. Mm -hmm. Questions. This is one of my hardest questions. Some of you must have had this question. This was my question. God, where did you come from? Because I see ourselves as you create people, as, as human, we are so specially made. We are so specially made, wonderfully specially made. There must be something, all right? But always I ask myself, well, who made this though? I think I'm the only one with that question. I'll let that go. But it is a hard one. Here we go. Um, 
Encouragement makes it easy as a Christian to live and love as Jesus loved. This is the test. So when Lyndon preached about love each other, love one another, it's really hard. And this series is not easy because you have to live it, you have to speak about it, but whether you like it or not, God has put us that way so that we might practice these things. It's not good enough to read about them. If you want power in this word, you need to do it. For example, when he says, lay your hands on the sick, you need to <laughs> you can't say, I'll pray for you. No, no. <laughs> All right? Practicals. So God has put it in a way that as a Christian, we live practically. And he's put, he's put his spirit in you so that you can actually live that way. All right? Um, without encouragement, People feel very overwhelmed. Without encouragement, we begin to think that God is a liar and is unconcerned with our welfare. So that's why we need to remind each other that God is still there. Even through what you're going through, God is still there. God is still in the works. He's not finished with you yet. He's still there. So, there is a teacher who I read this book. He's an amazing writer. He says, and I read a lot of books about parenting because I want to be a good parent, all right? But this Christian teacher said this. He said, God never made perfect parents. I was like, whoa, why? Well, because God wanted those parents that are imperfect to fail so that they can cry out to God to help them. So some, some of our struggles are not like, God wants you there. God needs your attention. So he brings, or these things will come your way, and then you get into his presence. Amen? So to encourage you with that, it's like, um, you remind each other of that truth. So God equips us. And it means our struggles are worth it. Our pains are worth it. I've pray prayed more through pain than through being better. If you can... If this is hard. This is... And this is not that you should do what I do. No, no. But once this thing is still working, <laughs> even if everything is gone, I'll still praise him. Even just one word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Because once you see what he is doing, then you'll be like, wow, that's amazing. Even though you don't understand it. Um, 
Encouragement gives us the will to carry on as I'm finishing. Um, it's a glimpse of the bigger future. It can prevent burnout. It saves us from believing lies. Encouragement helps us experience abundant life. Jesus says, I've, he came to give you life, abundant. So my ministry really is, please, whatever you're doing, do it well. Continue doing it well because God is going to help you do it even better. There is so much invested in you that God has invested in your life that is expecting you to do something with it. Amen? There are some stories if I tell, if I had time, there are some stories if I tell you, they are so shocking, but they are real that God is there. Amen? And I'll tell you one and then we'll finish. Is that okay? This is one of mine to encourage you as a Christian that even through death, near death, God can still do something. So in Tanzania, we used to go in the slums and pray for the, for the drug addicts, for the poverty-stricken. By the way, when you go to Africa, tell the tour guys, take me to the worst places. Don't take me to the streets where you can see good things and good hotels. Take me to the dark places <clears throat> where the real life is, all right? Anyway, cut the long story short. Went with three guys to help me so the pastor said take these three guys and you go into that area and you go and pray for those guys so i reached there and um there was this bouncer so we we're praying for some people hiv some people are taking drugs we're praying for them this guy turns up he's really muscly and he looks at me and he says And he comes, his leg is like that. Okay, This is what I remember. And he says to me, if your God doesn't heal this leg, I'm going to beat you to the pulp. And you'll be dead and I will. So three of my team leave me. They run away. So I'm left by myself saying, oh, oh the fear of God came upon me. This guy says, if you don't heal this leg, I will beat you to the pub. In fact, he is known to kill people, by the way. That's why he got his broken leg. He was shot. Somehow, don't know. So, my team has left me, so I'm sitting down on a concrete block. And I said to him, what if my God really heals you? What will you do? He says, I will give my life to him. I said, okay. So, I'm sitting. He's like, by the loudspeaker, I said, in the name of Jesus, may your leg be made well. His leg starts shaking, and then it gets straight, and then it's straightened. Then he hits it. This is a gangster. Uh, he hits his leg. He says, what just happened? I said, Jesus healed you. The same guy who wanted to kill me a few minutes ago, now he's crying. He said, oh, thank you, Jesus. Could you pray for my mom? I said, where's your mom? It's like three hours away. I said, we'll pray for her. Pray for her. She got healed three hours away. Then we started healing everyone because he was the leader of the gang. So we healed the whole gang. Let us stand as we finish
Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. May you just lift your hands and put them like this, and God will place something in your hand. Father, I bless these people. I bless them with encouragement. I bless them that, Lord God, that the words that you speak are real and are true in their life. And that is who you are. Thank you for your love. Father, I pray that those who came in sick will come, go out healed. Those who were discouraged will go out with encouragement. Those who are, were given up will go out there with the vigor of life again, knowing that you live in them and you love them with all your heart. Father, we thank you for this life that you've given unto us. We don't take it for granted that this breath that we have belongs to you. And that you belong to us and we belong to you because you're God with us, the hope of glory. And we hope in you every single day. We shall walk in strength and in your power and in your word. In the name of Jesus, may the church say amen. 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 Welcome. Mr.